by Johnson. Johnson is three-point territory, but guarded tightly. Johnson cuts left, now fires a three. It is good, and he's fouled. It's tough, and he is fouled. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Happy July. Happy NBA free agency. As of <clears throat> roughly seven hours ago, free agency open, players can begin talking with teams, quote-unquote, even though we all know that you know, everyone talks to everyone. Once the season is over, tampering rules don't mean anything anymore. Um, we've known of some deals since the draft, a couple of days after the draft. So quick recap, we know it's been a little bit since our last episode. Headlines, uh, Chris Paul to the Houston Rockets. Uh, I believe they sent Patrick Beverly, uh, Lou Williams, Sam Decker, Montrez Harrell, uh, DeAndre Liggins. Uh, one other player and a 2018 first round pick. It was one of four trades that Houston made that day. I believe the rest of them were more of salary dumps for uh, opening up their cap. Uh, a lot of people were wondering why this trade happened. Well, you know, the Clippers kind of played poker. They told the Rockets, hey, we think Chris Paul's going to sign somewhere else or he's going to sign with us. So this is what we want for him. At the end of the day, they got a really good defensive point guard in Patrick Beverly, a great six man in Lou Williams, a young wing in Sam Decker, and you know a first round pick, which kind of helps because it balances out their whole first round pick situation for next year. But moving forward with it, Blake Griffin, he's agreeing to five year, hundred seventy five million dollars to stay with the Clippers. I'm not a big fan of it. A lot of people have been talking about blowing up the Clippers. Uh, the big problem was is they didn't have the cards in their hands to blow it up. Blake Griffin and Chris Paul both were going to be unrestricted free agents, which means the team has no control over what they do. But because of things in the CBA that happened last year, the teams are allowed to spend more money and go for the quote-unquote Supermax deal with that. So to, to run it back quick with the Houston Rockets thing, Chris Paul and James Harden side-by-side, side, uh, the fit's going to be weird. All last season, James Harden was molded into a point guard, uh, led the league in assists. But here's the thing. Now he doesn't have Patrick Beverly to guard point guards, and that's going to be Chris Paul's responsibility. Now, Chris Paul's 32 years old, and players that are under six foot three historically don't do too well after that age or show a trend of regression. But with them playing on the court at the same time, I don't know how Mike D'Antoni is going to stagger the minutes to have them both be able to play, both get their numbers, both get the production, handle the ball, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be an interesting tandem. I guess it's probably going to be one of the few times I'll say interesting over the length of this. But I think it can happen. They would need a third guy. A lot of people thought it was going to be Paul George. But Paul George is on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the Thunder fleeced the Pacers. They ended up only having to send DeMantis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo to the Pacers for Paul George, who was in a top 20 player in the league last year. They couldn't even get a first-round pick for him. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic was traded for a first-round pick. Like, come on, seriously. And the question now becomes... Where, who is that? Who's going to be that third person? 
because they're not going to beat the Warriors with just Chris Paul and James Harden. You know, they might get to the conference finals. Chris Paul has never been to the conference finals in his career, and the Clippers really missed that window with the big three that they had had. And with James Harden's history in the playoffs, we really can't expect him to be the clutch guy at the end, whether it was how he performed last year against the Spurs in that game six or how he even performed against the Clippers a couple years ago. You know, he sat out the last five minutes of the game when the Clippers were up 19, and then uh, Josh Smith ascended to Super Saiyan and decided to score too many points and hit too many corner threes and brought him back. But moving forward, uh, yeah, Paul George to the Thunder. Uh, Yeah, no one expected this at all. Um, I know myself, I had heard many, many things that the Celtics had a deal in place, and I guess the Pacers didn't want to wait, or, you know, the Celtics changed their mind. Danny Ainge was probably going to say, oh, man, yeah, we were this close to landing so-and-so, but guess what? You didn't, so why does it matter that much? But with with that being said, um, it, it was announced because 1201 was basically the opening of which you could, you know, sign people, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's kind of come out that, so the Supermax I was talking about earlier, basically the teams have an, can offer an extra year on a player's contract. It was added as an incentive for players not to lose, or teams not to lose players that they had drafted. Um, and Steph Curry is going to be one of the first ones. Uh, it's been announced that him and Golden State have come to an agreement. Uh, it was going; it's going to be a five-year, two hundred and one million dollar deal. And yeah, that would make him the highest-paid player in the NBA, and the highest-paid player in the history of the league. That is until like next year. Someone signs a bigger contract, and that's just how that works. But with Steph Curry now locked in for five years at about $40 million a year or whoever it scales or whatever, but let's just say 40 for average and math purposes. Um, that only leaves them about $60 million a year to mess with. Uh, and after I would say next season is going to be the real question on how long this Warriors team can stay together uh, until these guys decide, yeah, I don't really feel like making a ton of money and I'm just going to take like the vet minimum or take massive pay cuts. And that's the NBA's worst nightmare. Uh, We're already seeing Kevin Durant. I mean, not drastically, but he's taking a pay cut to stay with the Warriors. Now, does Klay Thompson and uh, Draymond Green both take pay cuts when they become free agents, I think, after next season and then in 2019, respectively? I don't know. It's going to be a big question. Um, But yeah, other contracts that were that have been signed over the past seven hours. Patty Mills, he has decided to stay a San Antonio Spur, stay with the winning culture, uh, especially with Tony Parker's career, I guess you could say, hanging in the air after the torn quadricep in the uh, second round last year. He's four years, $50 million. He's probably going to be the starting point guard moving forward. I, I can't really see Tony Parker playing more than 20 minutes a night, especially now with uh, his injury and the fact that he's getting older. He has miles on him. Um, you know, the Spurs do have DeJounte Murray out of Washington, but I don't think he's ready yet. We did see him play in the playoffs a little bit. 
he's raw. He's a young player. He's a rookie. He played great for a rookie, but he is what he is. He's a rookie. He's a young player. And I think Patty Mills might be that bridge, whether, you know, there was rumors they were going to go after Chris Paul, but that ship has sailed. So Patty Mills is going to be the bridge, apparently, unless they draft someone or sign someone. Um, I thought George Hill was a possibility. You know, he hasn't agreed to stay into Utah yet. Um, And with that, transitioning, um, some trades that happened beforehand. Um, I know uh, they've been out for a little bit, but I I still want to talk about them. I still want to have some points. Uh, So I'll go all the way back to draft night. Um, Jimmy Butler is a Timberwolf. Um, You know, they traded uh, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the seventh pick to get Jimmy Butler in the 16th pick. Um, one, I don't understand why they gave them the 16th pick. I still don't, and it's been over a week. But Jimmy Butler's reunited with his coach, Mr. Tim Thibodeau. And it's it's going to be – I'm curious to see how it's going to work because if it's one thing that the Timberwolves need now is perimeter scoring. You know, they have Andrew Wiggins. He shoots probably about 35% from three. Carl Anthony Towns every once in a while when he steps out there. Um, but they don't have a guy who is a consistent three-point shooter, the guy they're going to go to. And I'm like I said, I'm curious to see how this is going to work. They did come to terms with Jeff Teague. It's three-year, $57 million. Um, there was rumors um, of other teams he was going to land at, but we all knew he wasn't going back to Indiana. Now with Jeff Teague, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, they might be a playoff team, but the thing is is the West has gotten even stronger. And with with that, like – I don't know what other moves the Timberwolves can make. It's going to be the next probably a couple days or so, because most of these deals will probably get done today or tomorrow. Curious in seeing who they go after, pretty much. They have the cap space for it, whether they spend in that $10, $12 million range on a player. But they're going to have to if they want to compete and make the playoffs, because I think there was something that came out um, of the NBA ranking for the top 14 players that was done last year. Uh, 13 players now play in the West. Uh, well, there's only one in the East, and that is Mr. LeBron James. And, you know, I, I believe Giannis is in that conversation now, but that's for a whole nother story. But with the Bucks, Tony Snell, good wingman, 3 and D guy, classic 3 and D guy. Uh, four years, $46 million. He's staying in Milwaukee. And, woohoo, yeah, they kept Tony Snell. I don't really think any of us really thought he was going to too many places, but he's staying in Milwaukee. Now, whether Milwaukee does something with Greg Monroe's contract, that is meant to be said. Uh, I know Bill Simmons' column yesterday, uh, he did mention he would have liked to see the Clippers blow it up and have the Bucks trade Greg Monroe in a first-round pick um, for DeAndre Jordan. I thought that would be really good. You know, They have Thon Maker. He is a young center. He is still learning how to play. Uh, he hasn't filled out yet, if he ever will. And DeAndre Jordan can be a physical presence. And with that, moving moving on still, Drew Holiday, just uh, as of, I don't know, seven minutes ago, uh, 
He's signing a $126 million contract to stay in New Orleans with Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis. But here's the question. They start the season, let's just say for conversation's sake, 10-20. and 20. So, you know, way under 500. 10 games under 500. Um, do they trade Boogie Cousins? And who is going to pay for that? Because it's really going to be a three-month rental. We don't know what Boogie wants to do yet. He didn't come out like Paul George and say, I want to play for the Lakers. And even though Paul George said that, the Thunder were like, yo, cool, we can rent him for a year, give it a chance, have Russell see that we can go get guys, and maybe it'll help Westbrook sign his extension quicker because uh, that's hanging in the balance. But as a, as a whole now, the West is really scary. We have the Warriors returning, pretty much the same team. But Andre Godal is kind of that piece right now. Uh, there's been talks of him with the Kings and with the 76ers. I don't know if we'll see a situation like what happened to the Spurs two years ago where Manu Ginobili was a free agent and the, the Spurs um, were forced to give Manu Ginobili a big contract due to the large offer that the 76ers presented to him. And I don't know if the Warriors will do that with Iguodala or they'll let him walk. Um, I think it's really going to show how much belief they have in Patrick McCaw to kind of fill in in that wing role, uh, Matt Barnes as well. Um, it, it's really It really shows teams' hands as they let guys walk or they're bringing certain guys in. I know we saw Minnesota. They traded Chris Dunn. Guess what? That's it. They didn't believe in him. I, I, had, I had said that. He didn't really... For a 23-year-old rookie, you're going to want to play well to show that you have the skills there because at that age, you're 70% of the player you're probably going to be. Um, there's rare exceptions. Jimmy Butler is an exception to that where he kind of broke out a little bit late, showed that he could create his own shot and that he just wasn't a defensive guard or a defensive player in general. Things to see. So Gordon Hayward is still out there. Paul Millsap is still out there. Um, Ricky Rubio got traded to the Jazz. Um, so George Hill is still out there. It means he's going to walk. Over the next, I would say by July 4th, let's just say by July 4th, there's going to be at least two big names dropped. And it's going to depend on how quickly teams want to move with this. Um you know, Gordon Hayward has his connection via Butler with Brad Stevens. Paul Millsap, coming out of Atlanta, uh, I don't really think they're going to re-sign him. If anything, they're going to do a sign-and-trade similar to what happened with Chris Paul. But at the end of the day, I can see him going to, I don't want to say Miami, but then again, Miami always ends up being a part of these conversations because it's Pat Riley and it's South Florida. I wouldn't be surprised to see Paul Millsap become a spur. Uh, does that mean that LaMarcus Aldridge becomes a Hawk? Maybe, because they play the same position virtually. Uh, Paul Millsap, I believe, is a little bit younger and on a little bit better of a contract, but it'll depend on what he signs and all that fun stuff. Gordon Hayward, I think, is going to be a Celtic. It's been a thing that's been talked about, I don't know, since like last year. But I really think that connection with Brad Stevens means a lot. If anyone hasn't heard the story by now, um, growing up, Gordon Hayward's parents were Purdue season ticket holders for basketball. 
and they didn't offer Gordon Hayward until later in the process. Uh, but Butler was one of the first teams that reached out to him and offered him a scholarship to play basketball. And he chose on going to Butler because they believed in him first. They believed in him from the beginning. And probably a school he grew up rooting for his whole life, he turned down uh, because he valued that loyalty uh, that Butler had provided him. Does that mean he's a lock for the Celtics? No, of course not. Almost no one is ever a lock for a team. Now, with all of this is out here still, I think the other storyline to look at is the point guard market. We really thought teams like Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Los Angeles, were going to set the tone for the point guard market. Um, Kyle Lowry is another name that's still out there. I don't know if he's going to re-sign with the Raptors. It depends on how he feels, and it depends on how much he wants to make. Um, we had Philadelphia draft the point guard. We had Brooklyn trade for D'Angelo Russell. Lakers have Lonzo Ball. There are not many teams that need a starting point guard. You know, the Knicks do, and I'll get into that towards the end, but I, yeah, I really don't think we should offer anyone a large contract without our president of basketball operations in place which is now vacant and you know Rajon Rondo got waived by the Bulls does that mean he's going to sign somewhere on a deal I don't know if he's a starter anymore it's I'm curious in seeing how these next couple days unfold it'll be interesting to say the least Um, JJ Redick is another role player free agent he's met with the 76ers I would really love to see the Knicks do something and be smart with it. Last year at this time, they signed Joe Kim Noah, who played like 19 games and is on a four-year $72 million contract. Thank you, Phil Jackson. But I'll take a sidebar right now and just say I'm very happy Phil Jackson is no longer part of the Knicks organization. Um, Although I have said very hateful things in the past, I will say one thing he did do well is draft. He drafted good players for the team. Contract-wise, in free agency or trades, no. Terrible. One of the worst ever. So we don't, you don't need to sign these players to long-term contracts, especially when we don't have a guy in place. I know they've talked about Masai Ujiri or all the other names that have been thrown around. But as far as our team goes, Carmelo does not need to get bought out. Why would you give the guy away for free? You want to get something for him. He is worth something. If you give him the ball and you let him run an offense, he's going to score 25 points a night. And if he's going to do that in New York, I don't know. You know, there's there's been teams that have been rumored to land him. Uh, the Rockets, Cleveland. It was the Clippers before Chris Paul left, but you know how that's going. Uh, now the Thunder, because they have two superstars. I think Carmelo should be traded for something. I'm not really sure what that is. I don't know what his value is. I would hope to get at least a first-round pick because the Pacers didn't for Paul George. Just don't buy him out. Don't waste it. It's. I really would love to see them get young, get another high draft pick, whether uh, Frank Tilakina, the newest Nick, is going to be good, or if he was just a Phil Jackson pick. We don't know yet. But I'm interested in seeing how they do for the future. And I hope they do a better job with smarter contracts. But, yeah, 
Oh boy. Free agency is here. It's it's gonna keep getting crazy. Um we don't have too many new contracts signed as of right now. Um it's it's been a wild ride, at least for the past seven hours. It's gonna continue to be a wild ride. Um if anything massive happens, of course I don't have any problem recording another podcast. Um, as of right now, as it stands, uh, this is how we are. And with all these deals happening right away, I kind of expected it. Why I wanted to start this early and to speculate what we have to come. Um, cause anything can really happen. Um, if you asked me two days ago, if I thought Paul George was going to the thunder, I would have said there's no way. And then if you told me he was, I would have said it was for way more, but things don't always work out. Uh, do the Celtics ever trade their picks? The world may never know. It's it's going to be another free agency, not for the books or for the ages. Um, I, I guess the biggest free agency in a while is going to be next year in 2018. Uh, LeBron James obviously being the headline of that free agency class. Uh, but he could literally shift the league. So if the league ha- stays how it is right now um, and... We have LeBron James decide, you know what, Cleveland, you're my home, but I won you a title. You're not winning me anything else. And he leaves and he goes west. Does that mean he goes to the Clippers with a bunch of cap space, a locked up Blake Griffin, um, DeAndre Jordan? I don't think so. I I think he would be a Lakers candidate if he chose one of the two L.A. teams. Because I think Lonzo Ball is going to be a good passer. I don't know if he's going to be Magic Johnson. Um, if I did, I would bet on that right now, but I don't. So depending on where LeBron goes, he could change the league and it could change how the league functions because that would be, I don't know, that'd be a bunch of teams in the West. I'm trying to think of who would fall out of the uh, playoffs from last year. Um, my bet is the Clippers, and I think Minnesota could replace them, but like Denver could get really good. It's just the whole thing. Like we don't know yet. Uh, last year, I thought that Timberwolves were going to make the playoffs, and they didn't. They couldn't play in the third quarter at any point in the season. But with LeBron being a free agent next year, the thing to think about as all this is happening is the salary caps that are going to be opened up for the following season. Um, so if we see the Rockets possibly do something to trade away Ryan Anderson and his contract. Think about the ramifications later down the road with having more cap space to sign these guys. We saw Cleveland do it last year. Um, in the middle of the season, they were clearing cap space so they could sign guys at the buyout period. Now, one of them broke his leg immediately, and the other one didn't play at all in the finals and didn't show up. Um, and Darren Williams and Andrew Bogut, if you didn't pick that up, that's our free agency, or at least the first seven hours of it. But As I said, I have no problem getting back on and keep talking about it as things unfold. Uh, But as of right now, that's our preview slash things that are already happening. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another crazy trade. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a player go to a team that we had no idea was even a possibility. It's just the nature of the NBA. It's the nature of how it works. And it's why I'm such a huge fan of the sport, even though my team isn't the best team in the world just a quick thank you to bolt city records uh for our intro music uh thank you to everyone that follow us on twitter and itunes and soundcloud 
make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It really helps us out. We appreciate the support. You know who we are. You know where we're at. And we're out.